0: If I die tomorrow, I hope you hear these words. I ain't here to flip no birds, sit no serve. Hope the future generations can get this urge. Stay woke, youngin', and avenge these nerds, uh. That track is always fire when it plays. We just,
1: need, we just need the uh the
2: Fourth of July clips in
1: there. We just need that oh, by a little, little man. And, and,
2: You know, and it'll be great is that when when you know Book of Boba Fett comes back, I'm sure Lou will be coming back on the show. You know, Yo. he's the he's the resident Star Wars expert now. You know? <laughs> <We never forget laughs> I almost I
1: almost want Lou to like have a slight little bit of him saying it in the intro. That'd be dope.
0: Oh yeah. Oh man. Well, I gotta give a shout out to Lou because for Halloween, he did something awesome for his kids. Um, he made them proton packs yes. from scratch for Halloween. So, Lou, again, so, shout out to you, brother. Again, doing it, keeping it real, bro. And thank you again for the track. If you guys have not heard it, again, go check out Lou Seif, awesome rapper, put together what we call grown folk rap, and he put together that track cool. for us. But again, this is your boy Sebastian. It's your boy Law. Anybody tone from across the hall. Nerds are back. Welcome it is. Back. It's Tuesday. Tuesday. It's Tuesday.
2: Tuesday, my dudes. It's Nerds Night. We
0: Let's gotta do this. Oh, well, shit, we got man, an awesome daddy. show.
1: What? What are you doing? What, what are you doing? You're a
0: mess. You're, You're, a a
2: mess. A mess listen, You're a mess. A mess. A mess, man. Listen. You're a mess. Listen. I work here. I podcast together, here. Man. I play Get video games the Man, it's an all of three one situation that Same. got going on here. Same. So you know, it is what it is.
0: Anyway, let's get through these announcements. So first up first, guys. So we got a couple more creator series coming out. We got five more creator series episodes coming out. What's, What's up, Pong? Pong? Um, the next creator series that's coming out is going to be Diane Aragon. Um, and also, too, if you guys haven't seen it, um, the Tosano company, we did theirs. That dropped. Um, that's been doing well and everything. So make sure to go check it out. If you need some stuff for the I holidays. I got to meet sure... in person oh, yeah, the other you day. Did. That's it awesome. So... He oh, took a journey. He did. Bro. <laughs> I, I'm jealous. He could have took a detour. He, he could have, but that would have been way out of the way. way. He was going south. He a,
1: yeah, He
2: had Short, drive to drive to Michigan. He, but he was going north. It wasn't worth it. It's all yeah. right. It's all next right. time. Next time. Yeah.
0: Also, too, we got to give a shout out to the D&D podcast, Medusa's Cascade, every Saturday. If you love D&D, you just want to hear a bunch of players oh. playing D&D, you just want to hear a bunch of shenanigans in D&D, listen to the Medusa's Cascade podcast. That's like over 50-plus episodes. If y'all
1: haven't caught up, shit went down in the last episode, y'all. Yo, so I gotta, much chaos! I gotta, I gotta, I gotta, all it, is, it is always peak chaos, but I think like this reached new highs. I spent the most of the episode listening, going, "Tommy, is this really happening?"
2: Oh, because we're at the point where we've been doing earmuffs. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: Oh man, yo! If yes. y'all, if y'all <laughs> yes. haven't, again, audit, this catch it, please. It's so good. Yes, yes. And we
0: love all those who are supported. Also to final update Um, last week. And I'm going to let you guys know again, go there again Um, to Michael Gracia's channel. Get in tune. Uh, Michael Gracia got to go to D23 and he got to see some awesome stuff he talked about it on his channel so please go over to michael gracia's channel the video is there um you can watch it on demand just want to give a shout out to michael gracia because um again he got to go on there he'd share some of the stuff with me with d23 which we're gonna get to share later tonight with uh hawkeye because he got to see it early and he also got to see encanto which he got to um talk about a little bit not too much but again he talked about what he enjoyed about it so if you guys want to learn what's coming out from disney Definitely go over to Michael Garces' channel now. Without further ado, we have two great guests in the back that are coming to talk about an awesome comic called Roundhouse Hooligans. I kind of love this issue. Yeah. Um, reading this book, and I'm like, yo, I need more, and was I need this teaser. to be a like show. Just
1: like here, have enough to wet the palate.
2: Yeah, that, it, that was definitely there was that, definitely they know what they definitely, did. definitely classic cliffhanger at the end of issue 1. Everything that we've heard from Comic Book School talking about how to write a comic and how to get the hook in there. They definitely did that multiple times throughout those odd number pages there were cliffhangers yes. and then we had to turn I had to scroll down to see what was going to happen next. So very excited for the future of this of this comic. And what's come cool is this before, the they really in, wait, before they come in wait
0: before they come in They also gave us a quick preview. You guys ready?
1: Oh, word. Yes, let's Let's do this. Let's go.
0: Coming in all the way from Australia. We want to give it up for LA Kim and Brian Carr. What's up, guys? What's up? What's up? What's up? up? (laughs) Welcome, welcome, welcome.
1: I love the lighting. Just wanted to (laughs) put that out there. Love the lighting in there. Yeah. (laughs) um,
3: Yeah, we're just trying to show that we're not just sitting in my. My lounge room right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're doing our best to look cool, man. We're doing a
0: very, very colors. You guys, you right, guys are yeah. doing good. Well, yeah, because usually um our homeboy George, he's usually sitting in the closet doing these interviews.
2: In the closet, his internet's sucky, you know, it's the whole nine, man. I don't know what's going on.
0: So um <laughs> give us the story of how you guys got together and also too, what led to the inspiration for roundhouse hooligans. Please jump into that.
4: You want
3: me to start. Um, get yeah, you start Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I
4: um started like loving making stories. Um. After I'm Jurassic- I mean, only seen Jurassic Park as a kid. It's like, my favorite movie ever. Um. And after that, one, I wanted to write stories. And I started in film for a little while doing scripts. And I'm um, in Australia. We don't have a big film industry, so um, we kind of like all my stories were just not made for Australia. they needed a production budget. Yeah. Um, so I turned to writing comics and then, um, I kind of fell in love with comics from there. And then, um, yeah, I met Brian. Well, um, when I went through a transition with the company and, um, yeah, Brian came on and round school actually came. It's hard to say where it came from. Very hard to say. I can't really pinpoint a time, but I always wanted to have a story of, um, a family bond sort of thing that like we're all connected and, um, they all res- respected each other. So it was about family more than anything else, and um, a community. Um, but then also I wanted to put some action
3: in it and some, you know, romance and
4: make it interesting. So, but
3: well, where we met was so Lucas was working on another comic at the time. Um, I was working with a friend at a little local store selling old retro comics. <laughs> and he's rocked up there with some posters and billboards and like, and he's like, "Can you sell my stuff, or can I, you know, can I hang my shit up in here?" And I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" Let's push it yeah, I've never met a local who was like, well, not just into comics that much, but actually like trying to make one. And um from there we just caught up, had a couple of drinks, we'd talk shit, talk movies, talk comics, talk writing, and um it just kind of took off from there.
4: Yeah.
3: I regret
1: mm. to put this up. I regret to put up the <laughs> that's what it's about. Oh no, family. <laughs> 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 oh but that's awesome though. Like what so what is the comic book scene? down in australia like for us that like would have no idea or, or any sense of it
3: uh well it's definitely not as big as where you are but um <laughs> it's like pretty strong it's still like it's still got like a pretty solid community here it's nice. just I, I just don't think it's as vocal as big like the events that they hold you know are just nowhere near on the same scale as, as what's happening overseas yeah.
0: Listen, there's it's too many events over here. That's all I got to say is it's too many. Yeah. <laughs> so much, it it might them. be
1: a benefit that there's not as many for you guys because, yeah. like, yeah. over here, it's just oversaturated. There's 15 shows happening every weekend.
3: Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We might, just, we might get like two a year, so, yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. yeah. I mean, two and, and, and even, uh, even, even just that, like, even in the city, like, the idea of someone just kind of walking in and saying, hey – here's my comic you have you don't even know me from a hole in the wall and like making that connection is probably way is t- totally harder to do in the city because you just don't know where where you guys just kind of meet each other and it's like well how many times is this going to happen to me so let me talk and let's see what where this comes from and yeah, you guys yeah. you guys come together and and create this and uh, my question for you guys so like reading your your press kit and your whole idea is building uh comics uh to represent people in an industry that it's lacking. Is that something that you noticed overall in the comics, like throughout the world, or is that something you're noticing more so in the Australian indie comic? Uh, world?
4: Throughout the world. Definitely.
2: Yeah. Okay. We definitely
4: want to push some boundaries, but not push boundaries just for the sake of pushing boundaries, mm-hmm. but push boundaries as, in a meaningful way kind of thing. Um, so we do have a lot of adult content, as you can see um, in Slogans, um, and that will continue on, but we don't want to push it just for the hell of, you know, pushing pornographic images. That's not what we're about. Um, there's that kind of stuff, and we do want to show new things that people haven't seen yet in comics. So that's really what we're all about. So yeah, bringing like opening up people's eyes to different types of things would be really cool. Yeah.
2: No,
0: I mean, I definitely yeah. got like. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm gonna tell you guys now. I'm waiting for Netflix to give you guys a deal to develop this into a show. So really got that, that vibe right there. It would
4: be wild for yeah. sure. But... It actually started, off as, a, actually started off as a TV series script. So. <laughs> Oh, yeah, there you go.
0: Man, it was, <laughs> there it is. Yeah, of the industry already, well, man.
3: Think of this as like a really expensive um, storyboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I
1: like it. Yeah.
0: But um, again, I want to let people know out there, you guys really set the pace of this world that you created in Roundhouse Hooligans in the very beginning. And in and, and again, I I just that opening alone. Um, but. It's also, it sets up the backstory for Torrent. So creating the scene, how many drafts did you guys go through before settling on this opening for Roundhouse Hooligans? So, so.
3: <laughs>
4: uh, <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so we actually start off um, before um, I met Brian, I was already in production of Roundhouse Hooligans with another artist. Um, and we had, the whole first issue was actually
2: done.
4: Yeah, I went through some life changes and transitions and um, I was like, I think this story could be a lot deeper and have more depth to it. So I kind of went back and wrote it in a more mature kind of way. And um, then we got, okay, so now it's more mature. We need different artists to come on board who can really um, push this forward. So, yeah, so it it was a while. That was uh, like a few years ago now. So it's gone through a lot. And that opening scene was really hard. I had to cut a lot out because in the TV series, it went for so much longer Mm -hmm. than the actual comic book, which – as it does, um but yeah. There's been a few drafts. I can't pitch how many, but
3: there's, sometimes there's like a fresh draft a week before it's ready to go. Yeah, yeah. It's like it
4: just and then even yeah. even when text gets sent back to us, ready to text, we go through and we change text and stuff and we change wording and yeah. So I know we're very picky and we're we're perfectionists. So <laughs> which is a bad thing, yeah. <laughs>
1: Not at yeah. all. Not at all. For these characters, like where are you drawing the inspiration? Because like a lot of these characters, from the immediate get go, you get the sense of who they are, like what they're about, who like and all that. Like where did you pull that? Was there like a particular, I guess, like characteristic for each that you wanted to embody for them to make them so uh, distinct?
4: Not really. I know I knew what the um, I knew I wanted to, want to be a powerful female character, but not just stake it. Stake it being a powerful female character. I want to have like a lot of depth to her and um, backstory to her. And um, you'll find out later on, there's actually, she's not all that perfect. She's got a lot of problems with her. Um, so that was very important to like create a character who comes off as very confident and very cocky. But then you have this backstory is like, okay, you know, she's got problems with her. So that was very important to me. Um, Duke, I just want him to be a great, powerful character. Um, he's a leader of the bunch. I want him to be, you know, fun, very lovable. Um, yeah, so I know, kind, I kind of like stories. Like, if I was in this group, who would I want in this group? Like, if I was around as like these are kinds of friends I'd want to have this group. And right, yeah, yeah, that's how I looked at it as more of like, you know, if I had this perfect Rouse Hulkins, like gang, you know, who would be my friends and what would I want them to be? That's how I looked at it more than taking characteristics from actors or. Characters from up stories,
2: so yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. very, very much a, a family you choose. That's the vibe I'm getting. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, From 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 them, and you know, and to your point with Torrance and her 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 struggles and everything, because you do you do get that she's a she's very much who she is, and you do get that outwardly confidence, but then you from the backstory from the previous, you wonder, okay, there was two kids. She was the old she was the oldest. Like, where's her sister? What's going on? And yep. knowing that that's. You know, most likely, I would assume is a pivotal plot point for her throughout whatever x amount of issues you're going to do before she finds her, and seeing where that journey is going to take her, and her dealing with the fact that they were were separated. And we get little bits of that in issue one, um, and then with the revelation of the of what they find at the house and with the camcorder and 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 yeah. with the, and who's still at the house there waiting for them. Oh, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> who knows? Who knows? I we I got, mean, got we got to get that issue too. Then we'll find out.
0: Yeah. <laughs> dude, I, I really i i i just have to 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 leave a comment that you def, like with that scene at the end of the comic i don't want it definitely 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 gave me like that vibe from when you saw the movie seven it's like what's well, in the box yeah, <laughs> Dude, yeah, yeah. You right there like that <laughs> yeah but um so dude, I definitely wanna... gotta
1: link you guys up with catch the craze to <laughs> jump on their podcast for sure much love to the, catch the craze <laughs> podcast team we love you guys miss you guys
0: but also too, you you guys linked up with some awesome artists to get that vision out there for you guys so how was it to see that um your vision go, went from words to actual like pictures in sequential art what was that feeling when you started to see the work and i'm gonna just Basically, bring up some of it like, here
4: uh, i'd go i'd say life-changing like to see all the hard work as you as a writer put into it and then um to see a nice like ricardo fichini uh, just bring so much talent to the like team like is amazing. And we don't have to give him too much concept. He just can pick it and he you knows exactly where to go with it. Like, uh, it's such a good feeling to see just words come to life on page and then have the colors come in. And like, we did get a lot of concept for it. Um, but you know, they probably could have done it without the concept and we really let them have their own freedom for it. We want them to show their talents and have their own freedom. But, um, some scenes obviously, um, I do do a lot of concept for it, so I use three D models and three um, D scenes, and I put them in the uh, sex scene with Violet and um, Duke. That was all done by three D models and um, scenes because I wanted to look. If I stand up, I thought though, it'd come across too um, sexual. So I wanted to be more classy. So I was like, "This has to be this way. I don't want to come across you know anything else but this." So um,
3: yeah, it's meant to be more intimate. It's not meant to be yeah.
2: Yeah, no, it felt if when I was going right. to, I mean I had it on my big screen and my my kids were right there. So I was like, oh shit. So I had to turn my screen <laughs> a bit. <laughs> uh because you know, whatever, violence, whatever, right? So uh but no, it felt it felt authentic. It felt like yeah. yeah, it felt like it belonged there. It didn't feel out of place. It felt exactly this is the world that you're trying to 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 build and you were keeping this story grounded. These are humans, these are people, they have love, they have loss, and you're just you're yeah. showcasing that. Um, yeah. and they, they all live together. So like the riffs of hearing beyond the walls, like it all, it all comes together. It all makes sense. It was, yeah. you know, yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Ricardo is amazing. The way he's interpreted the words and just his, uh, the way he uses panels in some shots. Um, it's just, it's, we couldn't have thought of it. So it's great that he's come on board and he's been able to just add another dynamic to like the story of Roundhouse Hooligans mm-hmm. just to help it breathe more life into it.
0: Yeah, he he definitely because I'm loving the actions, the sequences here. And yeah. It's just it it's oh, sir, he your he moves your eye beautifully, and, it, yeah, and the story just really flows with everything right there. Um, but I gotta ask, I gotta ask, what was the inspiration for Richard? Because I fucking hate him. <laughs> I do not like I feel, Richard. I feel like
1: you just, li- you, that was definitely <laughs> like a
4: deliberate. He meant to right. hate him, That's a good thing. Exactly. <laughs> I, um, Richard, I, I want him to be, I did want him to be like, I want people to hate him, but at the same time, I want people to kind of love him. That's like a love-hate kind of relationship. Okay.
1: You love um, to hate I him.
4: Yeah, I can't give away too much of him, um, but he does make a return. I'll say that much. Mm. Uh, you'll see him again down the track.
0: Richard
4: um, will be back. Richard will return. Um <laughs> More hateable than ever. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I wanted, I just wanted to have fun with Richard. A lot of fun. And um, with the whole gang, like the whole bikey gang, I wanted to have fun with them. You know, there's a. you can see a little backstory between um, the father and the bikey gang. Yeah. Not told um, what kind of backstory there is. Um, we'll see that down the track, hopefully. Um but yeah, I really want to show this. There was um, there was a bond between the two of them. And it might have been pretty strong, but obviously got cut in half for some reason. And um, yeah, Richard's back, and he kind of like not so much angry, but feels neglected. More so that you know, you're like my brother sort of thing. You left that kind of thing. So yeah, that's what I went for Richard. So yeah, that I like to have fun. we like to have fun with villains. It's a so very funny.
1: spike and vicious relationship for sure. Yeah. <laughs>
4: Yeah, villains are the most fun to write. Thanks so <laughs> much.
1: Yeah. they surprisingly yeah. are absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So you Jeez, say man. you you wrote you wrote this like a TV script. How much of like this has been translated to co- the comic book uh, series and run, and how far does that go? Like, where does that? Is there like a endgame point that you already have mapped out?
4: Yeah, I've read. Um, so last issue has been written. Last few issues have been written. Um, wow, I've okay. pretty much. I pretty much read the whole thing. I'm um, right now. I'm just going through. I'm just cutting out bits to make it a bit shorter. I know there's a lot of mm. stuff in there. It just came from a film script that I still need to cut down. So we're just perfecting it, sort of thing. Like a 20 page fight screen. Tw- yeah, 25, 25 <laughs> page screens. 25 <laughs> screen <laughs> work. Um, it's a lot of sound effects. It's one issue. Of, <laughs> one issue of fight, <laughs> uh, which will get boring after a while. But it looked good as a um, TV series, but didn't mm. work as a fine book. Yeah. Um, so you were are cutting them out, and um, right now we just finished. I just finished issue 11.
3: Ooh, so, wow!
4: Yeah, just finished issue 11. Oh, 11. I mean, it does have an ending. I know how it ends, and it's
3: a fucking awesome ending. With everything we've done, um, like we we like to we like to know where it's how it's going to end. Yeah. Like we're kind of not going for that standard superhero. Let's just let like this yeah. run for like yeah. there's a beginning and middle and an end to every story mm-hmm. and yeah i'd rather get there sooner rather than later
4: yeah like we have other projects we want to put out there around with a flagship series um and i think it's a great flagship series it kind of introduces absolutely. it absolutely introduces our company in a really good way and then um but yeah and then we want that to keep on going as we put out other projects that are a bit smaller or so, like,
3: well,
4: in a way but like just smaller runs that won't be as big as a story
2: sort of thing so yeah so yeah, this no, is the,
0: uh, go ahead Son, go ahead sorry no, no,
2: no like so you know this being your flagship project what's cool too is that you are you're doing mature content you're doing content wow. that's kind of like all aspects of it so you know you're not pigeonholing your company in a specific way of the type of books you'll be writing like we've definitely seen that before where like you start with a specific topic and yeah. it's when you start going again the grain where people are like i don't even know you can do that where you guys yeah, are coming yeah. out, like <laughs> we're, we could do we can do it all yeah, like i can tell you right you know, now we're in production
4: for our second book um which is psychological thriller um much darker than rouse Wilkins. if you can get much darker in that oh, oh wow it's, okay it's, yeah. it's yeah. um we just have a I did read through about before we went on here um, because we just love the story so much. And that was a villain scene that we, was just amazing to read through.
3: And then the third one. The so third so one so. is going
4: to be a um, post apocalyptic sci fi drama. Yeah. Oh, so that's very our Very nice. All the genres we can possibly hit. And then we might put our kids book in the end. So, you
0: know. Oh, we're, we're going to have fun talking about yeah. the map of the yeah. show. Yeah. I mean,
4: like, yeah. <laughs> Let's go take it right down, put a kids series
2: out. Just- there you go. <laughs> Yeah, I mean. Therefore,
4: we also have a audience
1: question. When formulating the story, did you start from the beginning or did you start from the end?
4: Um, from the beginning, definitely from the beginning. Yeah, I start from the beginning with the story had to. Yeah, that, okay. that that opening scene really pushed the rest of the story. Mm. Uh, it like opening scene actually went for a whole lot longer in the series. Um, but yeah, I start with the beginning for sure. Yeah, always Good start day. with. The- Always start with the beginning, I feel. And then, then do the end, and then cut, then do the middle bit. That's where I, that's what my writing style, anyway.
1: So, so beginning and middle.
4: Beginning and, and then I go back to the middle, I just... So you, you kind, kind of figure like, out the it. journey.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know oh, where the journey I, I ends. Know the you know where the journey begins, but you want to figure out all that stuff in the middle, which is the fun part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes sometimes when I'm, like, when I was running rounds with I actually mm-hmm. didn't know a lot of the... Password was going so some of the scenes to me, I was like, "I'm really doing that. I'm going to do that. You're Should sur- I do that?"
3: You're a surprise <laughs> yeah,
4: surprised as any. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, I don't know if I
3: want to do that." What? <laughs> like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> like, <laughs> so- give me a. In the middle of the night, such and such is dead. I'm like,
0: why are you surprised? He's like, came
3: out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh i i gotta ask this question because um there's there was comic artist um was my mentor or uh, scott barnett and jeff mars they did a book called dead man's party and one of the things was that they were incorporating people like putting in there like oh we're gonna kill you off in this issue have you guys ever thought about like okay i'm gonna put a friend in this comic just as a joke and we're gonna just go to kill him off here
3: <laughs> for um the next project yeah we've hit up quite a few friends um to sure. just use their features their face not necessarily their personality maybe a couple uh but <laughs> nine mm-hmm. out of ten times the conversations. hey, can we use your, like, your likeness for yeah. a comic? And, and they're like, oh, came. fuck, yeah. like, You're probably going to die in a horrible way. And most of them are like, <laughs> no, no. They're like,
4: well, yeah. yeah.
2: Sign me you know, up. Where,
4: um, <laughs> I, we didn't put ourselves up in the books. Like there's a scene there I was like, you know, me and Brian, we're in this scene. This is our little kind of scene. It's like maybe one or two pages long. But you know we're gonna die, <laughs> <laughs> just like Stanley. <laughs> we're just yeah we're gonna fight like, Stanley right?
0: yeah. cool. <laughs> Just uh, off you um, in every
1: what, comic. What are we for, other than to yeah. put the utels in their comics and kill them off immediately?
2: Yep.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Again, hey, I so. So I just want to let everyone know who's watching. The link is definitely there to purchase the comic from Comixology. It's out now. It's out now. It's called um, Roundhouse Hooligans. You definitely want to get this comic and add it into your collection and continue to follow um, Freefall Comics and their journey and the issues that they're going to put out there, too. Um, Again, I, I... would you when you when you Lucas would you reached out to me and, and sent this? And when you guys were you know send me stuff on and looking through it, I'm like, dude, this is it, it was just like scratching like this. I'm like, oh, I want to talk to these guys now. This is this book is so awesome. Oh my god. Yeah. And, and, and thank you guys for sharing this. Definitely a fun great. one. Definitely yeah, it a it fun a
1: lot. one. Yeah. It means before a lot people
4: love it, yeah, so
1: before we wrap on on you guys, uh, can you tell us a little bit about Freefall Comics? Tell us about the company, like what you guys got going, how'd you guys uh form like is it just you guys, or is it like a whole big old team that kind of thing?
3: It's well, it, we're the writers, the co-owners, I guess, of co-owner yeah. of what? Nothing quite yet. <laughs> 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 Always have an idea, um, and then yeah, we source and find very, very talented uh, artists and colorists, and um, you know, people to do our text. And so, I guess the company's kind of growing that way, yeah. um, but. Yeah, it's how he formed. It was just a chance at a store yes, one day in Redcliffe mate. and caught up from there. And Lucas was working on another script, gave it to me, asked me to have a read over that. I gave him some ideas, some, some honest feedback. Um, he really liked it. And then over the course of like a couple of months, he was like, oh, this is really starting to work out. We're like, we are really seem to be clicking well and on the same page. Like, what do you think about doing this full time with me? I'm like, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um, as for who FreeFaults, Three, four comics is, it's like. Um, Yeah, we're a company that likes
4: to push the envelope. Um, (laughs) We're always going to do that. We're always going to keep on trying to change the game, I guess. Um, You know, we really want to stand out in the industry as people like, holy crap,
3: these guys take a lot of risks. And it works. Um, And like you said, we don't want to be pigeonholed, which is why, I mean, honestly, it kind of happened by accident when we were even joking around the other day that our first three projects going, you know, we've got this – Grindhouse-style
0: story. Yeah, Grounds like this, this
3: punk drama. And I'm like, we're, we're following that up with a completely different style of art, different style of writing, a psychological theor- uh, horror. That's oh, yeah, well, yeah, mm-hmm. kind of both sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 like full sci-fi. And we just kind of, I don't know, I just see each project as being its own unique thing. Yeah. You know, separate from whatever's come before it. But hopefully we just keep getting better and better at what we're doing. Uh,
4: yeah. And what we what we do, I do we do um we do try to create a world. So um you'll see like scenes where like a character in Rounds might be reading another book from us in the scene or in the panel. And that you know there's little bits and pieces that will tie together, even mm-hmm. though it's like the same world it's the same sort of company and you'll see them come to like like we um we even promote our second book through Reynolds Hogans like Big poster coming soon. Like, oh, there it is. Yeah, and just I in the, the background, it, yeah. that little background, like, you know, because yeah. we can do what yeah. I want. It's, it's our story. I mean, so.
3: you'll, you'll never know it until, you know, a year or two later when that comes out. But it's like, you know, go back, you know, find all the small Inception details. your own projects. The little bits and bread comes we were leaving along the yeah, way. Yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, when you guys eventually make it out to, to the States over here near your Comic-Con, definitely going to hit up your table. Definitely going to uh, be like, okay, shut up, take my money. Here you go. Yeah. Give me all your content. And we're definitely going for drinks after.
1: <laughs> I'll yeah. you, hey, the well, the lighting is always mint on you guys. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so now we're getting into our next part. So guys, again, this, um, again, this is Liam. Um, this is, sorry. This is Lucas and um, Brian from uh, Freefall Comics. Make sure you guys, after the show, definitely check out the link for Freefall Comics, Roundhouse Hooligans. Um, pick up the book add it to your collection. You want to have it there. You want to continue to support Freefall Comics because they're going to, again, come out with more content that's just going to blow your guys' minds away because I I want to get the physical copy now. <laughs> just Thank you guys. Uh, we, actually, we
4: actually just found a way to get um, a test print done. We can say that now. So um, as soon as test print's done, we're ready to go to a Kickstarter and it will be out in 2022.
0: Ooh. Sweet. You guys heard it here first.
4: Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: But now it's the next phase because we're gonna go back to the the again freefall hooligans and do the plug at the end. But now we're on our next phase. We we Marvel just came out with something new. So Tom, please take it away. Ah,
2: yes, yes. It's it's the MCU's version of Die Hard. We George, I are... hope you're here for it. <laughs> <laughs> we are talking tonight about not one but two episodes of Hawkeye. We were truly blessed and we were given two episodes before before Thanksgiving. We will be talking episode one, Never Meet Your Heroes, and episode two, Hide and Seek. There will be spoilers. We'll be talking about everything. Tony Stark has died. This thing opens up with Avengers 1 in 2012 to make it all come together. And at the end of episode two, we get Echo. Is she the daughter of the Kingpin? Is Vincent D'Onofrio reprising his role? Is he going to smash someone's head into a fucking door? I don't know. I, I hope, hope so. so. We have six <laughs> episodes left, and we are ready to talk about it. Let's go.
0: So I want to uh, dive into this, and I want to dive into this. this. This has been the biggest question of the show, of the Hawkeye series that just happened, man. It's, just, it's mind-boggling that this happened. Captain America: The Musical. So we're going to have full comics to tackle that. How did you feel about Captain America: The Musical?
4: I fucking love it. I, I buy tickets. I that.
2: <laughs> I love it.
3: It, 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 it would one hundred like tell me that wouldn't actually happen. Yeah, it would.
2: It <laughs> would. <laughs> they, they did. They did a whole production. It's it's literally set across the street from the Hamilton Theater. Yeah, Disney wow. Plus bought the rights to Hamilton. They have the rights to Marvel. I say they just throw it on Disney Plus, like they did with Hamilton, yeah. and give us this <laughs> musical. I don't, <laughs> I don't see why they've already done one scene. You know, then tour to Australia so we can go see it. There <laughs> you go. <laughs> I feel like that's a project
1: you you just let the fans write, and yeah. I guarantee it'll be done by like tomorrow.
0: <laughs> yeah. like, when
3: yeah. you up on that, I was fucking laughing. Yeah, I just yeah. thought it was, it, it was, it was just a great scene. Yeah, I loved it.
0: It it, yeah. it showcased Hawkeye's character a lot more too as he's looking at, he's like, yeah, Ant-Man wasn't there. It was like, yeah. wait, but they fucked with time travel real quick. <laughs>
2: yeah. Well, but it's that and it's also like the what he's going through and like yeah. the idea of focusing and seeing the actress play Natasha dancing around, and that really mm-hmm. just hyper focuses what he's lost, you know. Like yeah. they yeah. are they're making a musical of a tragic event yeah. of 2012, and it's not that far removed. So this right. is taking place in 2022, 23. It was, it was about 10 years ago. Um, yeah. And so it still hits home about what happened and what happened. And with it's this not that far from and, where
1: the musical is. Like, yeah, literally, it's, it's
2: blocks away. And he's know? a person, he's a human, you know, he's like the most human of all the Avengers. And just, he's dealt with the, I would say, some of the most loss um, yeah, of the other ones. And so kind of just seeing it all just be trivialized in Broadway is, is yeah. a lot. I, lo- I love it how they show the toll
4: that the whole series had on Hawkeye. It definitely has toll on him as just being a basic human, as yeah. the underdog, and he does that so well of showing that. Like, it's just amazing to see. Like,
3: oh, he's really been through some shit. It's like I love, I love Renner. He's so good, so yeah. dry,
1: so
0: great. Yeah. He's-, yeah. Also, he's awesome. Also,
1: when he's in the theater and he has his headphone, um, his hearing aids off. Yeah, yeah. You, like you immediately is like I. I'm here for the kids and the, like, the kids want to go see this, but like yeah. I've been there. I don't want to hear this all over again. I don't want to experience yeah. it as much as I am. You know.
2: So
1: I'm just going to tune out. <clears throat> I love that.
0: But yeah, I want you guys to tackle this. I mean, it was really interesting because they showcase now he has a hearing aid and they're like, well, how do you get a hearing aid? And then the battle montage, how did you guys that feel was, about that?
3: You know, I was <laughs> wondering how that, that was going really to happen. Yeah, it's cool. So how it happen? <laughs> <laughs>
4: Not sure. Hazard yeah. of the job, yeah, and it would happen too, which is great. They actually put it in there. It's like, yeah, that that happens. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. You're, a, you're only human, dude. You're a human.
1: <laughs> it, yeah, if it was gonna happen to any one of them, it was gonna be him. Yeah. I mean, they.
2: I mean, it go. It's also like a callback to Ultron when he gets shot, and yeah. they and they make like the big to do, like he needs to get the skin graft because like he's the only like yeah. he's the not. I mean, him and him and Black Widow are the only not yeah. like you know. Yeah. Black Widow knows how to dodge everything. Like, Renner, Renner's just getting his ass kicked all the time, you know? He's just- she feels
3: <laughs> he feels superhuman. He, he, he feels superhuman. The yeah. I mean,
1: Red room is a little bit yeah. superhuman-ish.
0: Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah you yeah, feel yeah. like there's some sort of enhancement that, that's happened, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Uh, I, I,
3: I love um, Hawkeye more than ever now. Like, this series has just done so well to like just remind everyone he's human. He's got a wife and kids. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I'm not saving the world. I'm like, I gotta do this and I gotta fucking get groceries on the way home, and I gotta like <laughs> from yeah. school. I got shit, you know, I gotta do process during any one battle. It's nice. It's nice here. inside.
4: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah just feel so like brilliant. he's got more in his plate than anyone else. It's yeah. like
3: Yeah, he absolutely. does.
2: I mean even Tony has P- pepper, but Pepper runs a fucking multi-billion dollar <laughs> company. <laughs> you know, he's a- like he's got a farm. You know, yeah. like he's. <laughs> oh, man.
1: I also love that his wife is so down for whatever. Like because like... she's Velma, bro. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> he's very <laughs> She is the epitome of ride or die because she, she wasn't yeah, like, yeah, she was. why aren't you home? She was like, is it bad? How bad <laughs> is it? Are you going to be a day or are you going to be a couple days? Like she knew like the protocol from the jump and
3: I was here for it.
2: Yeah. All, all those I'm guys. Glad they, I'm glad they gave
3: that dynamic as well rather than have like the annoying wife. Like they're, they're, a, they're a true team. They're an actual partnership. And it's like, yep. of course, like someone like him would have to have a partner like that. Like, yeah, it just wouldn't make <laughs> sense any other way.
0: Oh yeah, and she and, and and again the the friendship that she knew about Hawkeye and, and Natasha's friendship and everything. And she knew what he was about. She knew what he was about, like you said. Um, but I also want to touch up with how the show opened, which I thought was really cool, and it kind of shows how Kate became a Hawkeye stan, like a Hawkeye yeah. big fan. How did you guys feel about seeing the Battle of New York again? How did you guys feel about that?
3: Got goosebumps yeah. every time they do any sort of flashback that takes you back it just reminds you when you just, first saw it yeah. and just how big and different it was at the time like it was good it was, just, good, to, it was yeah. good to see how one single family would
4: deal in that situation that we never saw in the um, actual avengers series yeah. but that one yeah. shot of a little girl running through the whole house was just amazing really cool. i love that one shot of her just following a little girl like screaming like yes
3: the suspense, and that was awesome. Brings it back to reality. Like, you know, you're watching Avengers. You see all the explosions. You see buildings falling apart, but we never see what's inside the building. We don't see the person behind that wall oh, running for their kids or looking for their, you know, someone in yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Marvel's like, no, nah, we don't need to see yeah. that. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, You got to see all the bodies falling apart. What are talking about? Oh, no, man. yeah, no, it's, 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 it's really, it's cool that, that they decided, you know, you take that collateral damage that is happening in the city, and then making it a pivotal point for a future young Avenger, right? Because, yeah. you know, before the Avengers were kind of just, they kind of just made themselves either Stark had the money, there was the super soldier serum, there was the green room, there was the gamma rays, there was being God fucking the thunder, right? But like, all of the young Avengers, all of the new characters that we're seeing that are taking up these mantles, they're going through like traumatic events or life-changing events that happened while they were young, and they see it. So kind of tying it all back to that, to 2012, I think is a great way to reuse Avengers. Like, Avengers is such just a pivotal moment for the MCU, and the fact that they're able to come back to it 10 years later and just Uh. cherry-pick scenes to be like, this this works. We're taking this, we're going to make it run, and we're going to make it all about... Who Kate Bishop is, and that's it. We're not, and they, and they, and don't, like, they don't, and they use just enough. They don't oh, drag okay. it out. And I, would my, and I want
4: oh. to props the writing team behind Marvel. Like they get a lot of like shit sometimes, but to write an extended series for that long, and then know okay, we have to go back to this segment or this like location for this is just amazing. Like such a good writing team behind the whole franchise of Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like they're amazing, even though they might do a hit and miss every now and then, but. To never have to go back there is just insane. Like, Especially the
3: t- like the um the Disney Plus series. Yeah, yeah, all of them. I've, I've loved them. Like yeah. I know connected so well. Yeah, I feel like there's been a couple. Well, I say a couple. Probably one like one division, which I think was kind of polarizing for people. But mm. I just thought the writing was astounding. I think like all all the Disney Plus series of like Marvels put out. I've been a big fan of. Mm.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I, I, I oh good. No, I want to put on um, because, again, I want to put something out there. I'm going to give everyone a Marvel scavenger hunt. Yo. So there was something when looking up stuff for this episode, and then I was just looking at other Marvel properties. Um, so there was an actor by the name of Tony McCarthy who plays an uncredited prisoner in Black Widow. I noticed that this actor, and I'm going to ask people this, if you think that he's going to be a glorified extra or... Or does he have like a minor back scroll. and roll with what they were doing? Because he's going to be in Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. Ant Man, the Marvels, and Secret of, and the Secret Invasion TV series, and the Secret Invasion TV series. He's listed as an alien, so I don't know if he's going to be a scroll to lead into Secret um, yep. Invasion, they or have, if he's going to, to. What to make, do you get? Yeah, to
2: make Secret well, they Invasion get really work, good friends with
3: someone, <laughs> and they're like, "Put me in, buddy. Come on, <laughs>
2: Yeah, and like to make Secret Invasion work, they need to have all of these scrolls in all of these shows. So that when you yep. watch it, you're like, "Holy shit, he was there!" They, mm-hmm, yeah. like it, it's it's because Secret Invasion it's it's already like what you're. It's already a, a it's a it's an ambitious project in and of itself, which is why you're doing it as a show and not a movie. Yeah. But for it to really stick, those scroll characters have to be already mm. in place. Yeah, like they have to be for to to like to really tie it all together. Uh, you know, so. I to your point, T-Bez, I'm sure he's a scroll. hundred percent. I think or, I think like they're fully, fully prepared to be
1: like, that guy's a scroll, this person's a scroll, they've been there the whole time. I'm willing to bet ever since we like learned that Nick Fury wasn't Nick Fury, that they're they, you know, they're gonna have characters like we <clears> thought we talked about like weeks ago that you know people have the theory is that doctor strange the real doctor strange but like those theories are going to come up and be really you know tangible with like uh stuff like spider-man no way home yeah so
0: so i know um disney and marvel and and again this goes to what you guys are saying free for comics looking to push the boundaries and everything with storytelling um and law brought this up this this was a good point that you pointed out to law earlier in the week when we were talking about it they're definitely with the disney plus shows we got we got falcon and winter soldier earlier in the year and one of the things we saw is how falcon was dealing with um being a hero in and in the world with being with a loan being denied having issues with like you know paying off a home but then now we we're we're in hawkeye and one of the things they showcase is that people are paying for his dinner, he's getting chauffeured around. And I mean, so did you guys know, and I, I'm sorry for Free for Comics, did you notice that different dynamic that they were doing that storytelling of what um, those heroes were dealing with?
4: Yeah, definitely been trying to like, tell a little bit of a story with each single series that comes out. I think it's for him, it's like, he doesn't really want that kind of reaction from people. He definitely wants to be his, on his own mm-hmm. sort of thing, um, but he's kind of forced into it by being a hero. And I think it's great that they show that side of him. It's like, yeah, I don't want the attention, you know. But, yeah, they definitely do a good job of that.
0: They did. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: And I I, I I think... (laughs) Look, I probably didn't notice because I feel like I haven't watched Winter, uh, like Falcon and Winter Soldier in so long. Yeah. Like, I feel like I I need to go through and, like, kind of rewatch to kind of be, you know, spotting those sort of similarities or differences, Mm. Uh, but... Yeah. I
0: was in the head. <laughs> <laughs> I think it I think it, yeah, it was definitely I like, let you take that off because I know you definitely saw that you put that. I was like, huh, I, didn't I, think about that. I
1: actually uh as with most things, I saw it on TikTok. Someone make the comparison and I was like, Holy shit, uh, you know, that's so odd that they well, not even odd, like I, I wouldn't put it past Marvel to do something like that because they've been known to like show those kind of like, you know. What seems far off from each other but they're actually like you know keeping within themes of, of these heroes and these stories so like yeah, sh- you know showing where sam wasn't recognized and he's this decorated highly you know whatever you know soldier and everyone knows he's an avenger but everyone doesn't recognize him they're like oh you're a football player but yet hawkeye is like oh my god it's you Blah blah all this and third like the regular regular guy is like you know and I don't, it, want, it just, it. <laughs> I don't want it like he's you like you really see it not you know not just in that first scene where he's getting paid for uh for the food but when he's at the larping like session and the guy yeah. is just you know, he's like but you're a hard guy like you got to let me have this and da-da-da-da. he's just like bro you're at like a 12 yeah. I'm <laughs> yeah. going all the way down <laughs> like
3: yeah. That was a that was fucking great scene that made me laugh. Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, who would who who would go larping with Hawkeye? I, I uh, want to know who who would be his opponent. I mean, with him, he doesn't seem like he wants to be there.
1: Yeah,
3: yeah like,
1: like, yeah. I'd be <laughs> a, I'd be on his team, but I
3: wouldn't be against him. Hell no. Yeah, yeah. That, that shot of him just walking through, so nonchalant, tap tap, and shot in slow motion. It's like. Uh, uh,
2: yeah, he's like, are real weapons. But yeah. it's not. he's like, I fought the yakuza. Like, I don't understand. I, I don't like, like in life or Jeff's situations, I was fighting like ten motherfuckers with swords and and Uzis. Like, this is nothing. Not, to me. not even the yakuza. I fought the Chitauri. Like, what, yeah. are, what are we doing? Or as he said, I fought Thanos.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, bro. That was a yeah. beautiful scene. Who I I. I hope I don't know if that line was written or if he ad libbed it. Ad libbed it when the guy was like, "You gotta let me have it." He's like, "I thought they know." he just looks up in the air and says that.
2: Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. But, and it showed that like, he was having fun. I love that how he like he was actually enjoying it in a way. He kind of like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's enjoying this. Uh, yeah. Trying to hide it, though.
2: <laughs> and so what's what's actually interesting though about yeah. um, about that scene too is that he. Hawkeye is like, I'm not trying to be a hero and he saved the world, but the guy he's fighting a guy against wants to be a hero. And he's like, this is the best I can do, but he's a firefighter. So, and, and who who was a real hero, you know, in like New York city firefighter, like that's like, Mm. like that you already go into that and like, you're considered a hero, especially when you go and you do your job and you do everything you have to do. So I thought that's a really, uh, and I'm sure that was probably done on purpose for person he had to fight for to say that for it to, to be that because these are real life heroes and Marvel is make believe superheroes and stuff. So and they had yeah. have that self confidence that you know they don't they're not looking at what they do as heroic deeds versus what they are looking at what the Avengers are doing.
0: Yeah. So
2: yeah.
0: I wanna um there was one thing I did notice too in this show um which was pretty cool um is that we had a debut of another Marvel character. And that was Jacqueis. Um, I'm not gonna say last name. Um, I'm gonna let everyone know. I butcher names. It's the Swordsman. Just be like it's the, the swordsman. swordsman. Yes. the swordsman has made his debut in the MCU. And we gotta um, talk
2: about the homegrown Kate Bishop, bro. like we can't just be gook, we, we're you know. gonna we're gonna Damn, go. Man. Kate Kate is
0: Kate. Kate is the main event.. <laughs> But we got to talk about right. her, new, her new stepdad. Um. So how does it feel to see this? And just to let people know, so Swordsman has a rich history with the Avengers in the comics. He's been known to have train Hawkeye, work with him. Um. He has been a villain. He has been a hero. He's been a double agent. He's had a crush on Scarlet Witch. He's also... Um, pretty much had a relationship with Mantis and was killed by a Kang variant, Rama Tut. So how do we feel now that, um, we'll start with for comments, how do we feel now that, that we have now another Marvel character that has a rich history in the MCU introduced?
3: Well, I'm glad you asked because <laughs> I've never heard of it. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, I, I actually <laughs> had to go back and look it up. I was like, who is this guy? And I actually Googled it and stuff up. I don't know, he comes across as too hateable. Yes.
3: I think it's yeah. weird.
4: Like yeah. cliche hateable. I was like there has to be something going on there. He's even not that hateable. He's actually a good guy, playing a bad guy. But um yeah, I would really really keen kind to of see what they think so. I don't know, it's Disney. Who knows what they're doing? They're always well, pushing something. No, he's just a smug motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. I know he's <laughs> too smug. <some fun. laughs>
0: <laughs> really like yeah. I- I feel salesman vibes from him. Um, you know, I feel yeah. like he's trying to sell me. Uh, talk about my used car warranty. Yeah. He's broke. yeah, that's he's broke. right.
3: He's got that. He's got those like those shark eyes and that big grin, and it's just yeah. like it's all bullshit. It's yeah. all fake. He's got, yeah. he's got a
2: glorious mustache. You know, it's yeah. all you know. <laughs> that, whole, <laughs> that,
3: whole, that whole fencing scene where yeah. I'm like, it's almost like he's wearing prosthetics. It's just something not right about his face. Right. <laughs> I just don't like it. I mean apologies to the actor that his head, but <laughs> like, <laughs> like he he
0: plays the character characters well, able like you said, law the fencing scene and how Kate, which we will lead into Kate after this one, how and it tells about her skill that she was able to tell that he was holding back. Yeah. In that fencing scene. Yeah,
4: that's cool. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely cool.
1: first of all, let's talk about how well they rewrote and they've done it a lot in the mcu where they rewrote uh, a lot of people's origins but they did it so well with her origin and then made her like an expert in almost everything because i think before um she had like minor expertise and she learned stuff later on in the comics i haven't read it but i i remember hearing about like a history of um but seeing her now where first of all let's let's piggyback or let's go back to her breaking the bell
2: but well, before yeah. before we before you even touch that, like I really what I really liked about the show is the is the title intro because they mm. made it a point that we don't like you know, most of the time you don't really need to see how these people got these skills and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, and people are like, Oh, well, Mary Sue or whatever the fuck, whatever fucking stupid ass terms you want to use for these cat for these people. But I love that the intro after the funeral, you see it, and it's really just about her doing karate taekwondo. Archery, gymnastics, yeah. like everything, and like yeah. her starting it and her going from to, from third to second to first. Like you don't, you don't need to talk about it, but you just mm-hmm. spend your three minutes in your title card showcasing her journey from when from from 2012 to 2022 yeah. or whatever, and how she's honed herself, and while she is probably an expert on paper in a very formal setting so on the mat yeah. on the bars in competition it's she's going to be learning the street side of things which is going to be that dynamic that she's going to get from from Clint you know yeah. like when she shoots the fire extinguisher and it goes all fucking crazy where Clint would have been like all right i know where to shoot this with my arrow for it to go where it needs to go and not do this yeah. right so yeah. like mm-hmm. there're going to be those practical lessons she's going to learn from him which i'm really excited for cuz she has such yeah. a strong foundation in like Mm-hmm. The, the the basics and the techniques and the and everything so it's going to be a really dope transformation for her as she takes on the mantle yeah, yeah rather than just well, some, like,
3: yeah rather than just some quick training montage and she just comes out of like a month of training it was it was it was a clever way to show a backstory yeah. within a yes. few seconds like
4: it was just so well done I actually went back I was like I should probably watch that again because there's a whole series like a whole Episode just in that opening scene that you could watch and go, okay, okay yeah. this happened and this happened. It was just so good storytelling. Yeah, good storytelling.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's like how you, you just tell what we need to tell. Like mm. you don't need to see it, but you tell us in a way. But to your point, law the bell that shit was. That was a great way to open up. Who Kate Bishop? <laughs> yeah, <is. laughs>
1: like you hundred percent get the vibes of like, yeah, I'm just in it for the lulls. Like I'm in it for the laughs and like, you know, they 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 they, they were like, can we do it? It's a bet. I'm not gonna back down on a bet fuck it let's do it yeah so full send i'm here for it
0: there there there's nothing good that comes out of something like that someone's mouth's like fuck it it's a bet i'm not gonna back down we all know okay. what happens with that
2: <laughs> so, uh fun so fun fact about that bell tower that library it's um they, i think it's i think it's done on purpose it's called the uh the stain tower or the stain bell something stain. and it's named after obadiah stain uh yep. so which is uh which is actually really fun a fun fact about that now it's come crashing down cuz they didn't they didn't you know he didn't get cancel cultured in in 2007
0: <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> after being the iron monger
2: right <laughs>
0: is that at the end of the day it goes back to what um that you guys have pointed out is that mm-hmm. marvel storytelling I'm, and i'm just gonna put it out there i want to see kevin feige's books his whiteboard of how all this is interconnecting right there because it's just there's just a lot of interconnection there and a lot of like eye candy for fans especially with the last mm-hmm. 10 years of marvel stuff and we still got stuff coming out with spider-man which
1: i'm fairly certain that uh that uh dave filoni and Kevin Feige are like the this generation's Spielberg and mm-hmm. um oh man, who was his rival? Why am I think? Why am I blanking? Uh, George Lucas.
4: Yep, yep. I feel oh, like
1: yeah. like they have that same energy of like, all right, I do it this way, you can do it this
2: way. I'm just happy that we have those, we have those versions of a person who cares about the source material in and, yeah. and Marvel yeah, for the MCU and for Star Wars because uh, we. We desperately needed it for Star Wars. And if Dave Filoni was in charge of the sequel trilogy, we would have had different things to say about
0: it. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, well, so. So, um, <laughs> Lucas, Brian, I want to ask you guys. So we see Kate Bishop's mother, Eleanor Bishop, and Armand arguing. Mm-hmm. What do you guys think they were arguing about? Do you guys want to care to speculate on that? Or... <laughs>
4: I don't, know. Well, I, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> he, he <laughs> gave her too many butterscotches. I don't the of the um, of the characters, to like give my opinion, but um, yeah, there's definitely something sucks going on with the mother. I feel, which
3: yeah, she's another weird one. Yeah, she's she's, <laughs> she's, she's, <laughs> she's not more
1: one. than she's letting on.
3: Oh yeah, uh, for yeah, sure. absolutely yeah, for sure, yeah.
0: She, yeah. It it was her in the library with the sword that stabbed Liam um, Armand because he gave her butterscotch.
3: Pretty much, I I mean, I, don't
2: know, I feel like that's too dirty for her to be doing that. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think, so, like, I think it's too dirty for her to do it. But I think it's too on the nose, especially with the comic book history of the swordsman to have killed his uncle, right? So, like, mm. like, do we like? Is it like on the nose that he killed him, even though we know he can be? he tends to kind of go for whatever kind of works in his own way that's why he tends to go from good guy to bad guy and so it's to make you think it's him for us to kind of find out whether it's it's someone or it could just be or it could just be him and he's the he's the bad guy i don't know so yeah, uh, i mean you know we're pulling yeah, all these characters and we're going to are going to do I'm what they want to do with them
3: like this early on it just feels like too high, too soon to tell when something opens up and everyone's going, definitely that guy. Yeah. Never going to be that guy. Right? Yeah, that, that, yeah, Or if it is, then I'm like, oh, I'm not great
0: storytelling. <laughs> so I want to throw some stuff in there real quick. So I'll give you guys something to um, definitely dig up. Because I know that there's they're saying Kingpin is going to make his appearance. Um, she may have connections to Kingpin, which were all like this. Um, yes. But the family dynamic is different compared to the comics. Because in the comics, Kate has a sister, Susan Bishop, which we don't see in the show. And I think they may introduce some version of her maybe down the line because um, we get that her father was killed off, but in the comics, it was reversed. It was her mother that was killed off, but her mother actually wasn't that her mother was working for Madame Moscow, um, another villain in the Marvel universe who had ties, I guess, like um, uh, that she fought like Iron Man and Captain America and stuff like that. So do you think that they're reversing those roles in the Hawkeye show where the father will be working with someone or they're just writing the father's character out completely because he didn't really do anything in the comics and that her mother is actually working maybe with um, a version of Masque that they're going to introduce or maybe working with the Kingpin? Speculations throwing out there because I know we- – or, or here's the third one. She could be working with Mephisto. Okay, there we go. I said it.
1: Ignore that one. Ignore that, that one. one. But I, I love that it's just like softball yeah. pitching, like fan yeah. theories
0: and like, hey, dive down the rabbit
1: hole. What do you guys yeah. think?
0: I'm gonna warn you guys now, I do that a lot. I give a rabbit holes, so I wanna yeah. get your guys' thoughts, please. Free fall.
3: Um I'm I don't know if it's so much what I think or what I want, but I'm yeah. leaning towards Kingpin. Yeah. There's gonna be Kingpin ties. Yeah. yeah
4: between her and yeah, yeah, it's it's what I want more than what I think's gonna
2: happen is Kingpin coming into it. Okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. mean you don't introduce Echo and be like, and you don't get Kingpin. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, come on. Like there's so much, there's so much, there's so much there for it. And like, and the fact that Echo's getting her own show. And maybe, you know, to speculate back to you, C potentially if Kate Bishop and Echo will then maybe have that sort of sisterly relationship, we don't know. Because yeah, would Marvel supposed, yeah. give a villain their own show? Because nope. Loki is an antihero at this point now, right? Like he's not a villain. And she, and then she also eventually takes up the, uh, Echo eventually takes up the mantle of Ronin. So like, we don't know what her journey is going to be. So we'll see. She's I'd, her own show.
1: I'd argue that Marvel would not, well, <clears throat> I argue that Disney would not put out a villain show, but Marvel would. Okay.
2: But House of Mouse, we got to go by House of mouse.
0: Yeah, mouse, mouse. Yeah. They're
2: playing with mouse money, you know, like that's yeah. what they're doing. Yeah. So I, I I think that's what they're going to do. I think, you know, because they don't want to oversaturate mm-hmm. all the characters that we're going to have, you know, because we're going to also have Yelena is also going to be in the show, too. So you don't want to just give Kate a, four episodes, give Kate a sister just to give her a sister when there are these other really great uh, female characters where she can have a, a strong bond with. uh and that that ends up being something, especially if Yelena and Kate end up going to the to the next round of avengers right so we really don't know and i think you know they pulled they pulled they pulled the characters and they morphed them into other ones and kind of just to fill those blanks so i'd be
3: leaning towards yeah i be leaning towards that theory i think that's really solid
0: <clears throat> i think it would be i mean yes disney did I do maleficent but she she, she became an yeah, anti-hero um but listen, i just want to throw this to
2: maleficent ain't turned into no fucking dragon i'm not here yeah. for it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> savage toad and oh corella okay yes pong pong you know you're coming on for episode four just to let you know because you have that 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 seat you 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 want we warm it up for you bro so is it um, episode
2: four or week four um
0: episode four Episode four
2: i feel like it's always episode, episode four. four for pong
0: so so Six. just a quick mention out there so that people know out there in um uh, the, the land of the internet. Moira Brandon has kind of made her MCU um, debut. For those who don't know Moira Brandon, she is one of the people who've actually gave the Avengers a mansion. So we may be getting Avengers mansion down the line. Um, from Moira Brandon. She also has ties to Hawkeye and Mockingbird, so we don't know if we're ever going to get Mockingbird because we got her in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. We don't know if she'll make I'm her MCU debut. A lot of
1: people like yeah. roll, roll stuff back They're like,
0: probably going to roll some of that stuff back that they did on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's a whole... We'll, we'll talk about that mess later, but I want to get to the better. main event. I want to get to the main event, and then I want to get to the plug for Free Fall Comics to before we, plug before, we do,
2: before we do the main event, because you had mentioned that Moira had provided the Avengers with a lodging who bought the tower? Yeah.
0: Who bought?
2: bought the tower? That's what we need to know. Yo, there's only there's only but like
1: a handful of people. Who only would. two
2: people. <laughs> it's either gonna be the new Baxter or it's gonna be Kang. Like that's it. That's really like all. It
1: you think do. Kang would buy the?
2: B- well, buy it? well, because remember in Loki in the in the other worlds there was an Avengers tower that was the Kang tower. Because the can corporation, right? Oh shit! Because they haven't they haven't shown the Stark logo in that tower. Like you only see like the top up until the name. They haven't shown it. We don't know. I
1: would. I was gonna argue that they were gonna uh,
2: have it be the new Oscorp building. Because that's a possibility too. It just I don't know how much how much Spider Man they can weave into the MCU without Spider Man. So like, they, they,
0: like... They, they've already signed up for three. No, more movies.
2: no, no. I know they signed up for three more movies, but like when yeah. it comes to the Spider-Man, like all the other Avengers the can have their stuff weaved in and out of the movies because Marvel like owns it. When it comes to Spider-Man, it's very much like everyone can show up in Spider-Man, but there, you know, there isn't a lot of Spider-Man stuff that we see in the other movies. Like whatever his antics are, whatever, you don't you don't really see it. Um So I don't know if they'd be able to do that.
0: I think It'd be we'll, cool. We'll It'd be out. cool,
2: and I think it would be plausible for Oscorp to buy the building because it's Norman, and he is somewhat of a scientist himself. You I know? think. Um, I think we'll find
0: out in um, the Spider-Man movie. But um, yeah, Freefall. What, what, what do you guys think? Who do you think purchased the Avengers Tower? Who do, whose name you want to throw out there in the hat?
4: I said. I said Fantastic Four have something to do with it. That's what I put out there. Um, again, I don't know too much of the backstory. but I just had a feeling or a hunch that you know Fantastic Four might come into it soon. And that's who bought the tower as well. Oh. Yeah, they've got something to do with it for sure.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah, I was leaning towards that or Oscorp, but I'm starting to agree more with what you just said. Like, where I don't know if they would would weave that much Spidey universe into the Marvel universe, even though they they jump back and forth sometimes. It, I, yeah, I, I I'm leaning towards it's going to be the uh, the new Fantastic Four building. The,
1: the Kingpin wouldn't be that ballsy to buy a tower that, that he would. He old. would
0: like would he? He, he would. brand it? No, yeah. not, yeah. to, not it, but, he branded, would.
1: but to but to buy it just for just a short. Well, think about it,
0: Wilson Fisk. Even though he is a <laughs> criminal underlord, uh, overlord, at well, some one major point in the comics, he was also a philanthropist that was well loved by the people. Yeah. So it it's could not, be a big it? way. Who knows? But um, is that also I I favorites? I pick Howard the Duck because you know we're gonna make um you know that a thing, especially. And that's what
1: we do when Seabass goes on his wild rants, because <laughs> you know,
0: listen, you I'm understand? having fun with it. I'm oh having fun God. with it. I,
1: I love your fun. Why are you switching yourself back? Just because because I,
2: I, it doesn't um, matter. Anyway, anyway <laughs> so we while we while we speculate who bought the tower, you know, and I got to another one. Maybe it was Doom. But anyway, while we speculate <laughs> on who bought the tower, uh, there was a main event that Seabass you wanted to touch about. So let's get to that. Before we oh yeah the
0: main event is kate bishop i want to know how everybody felt about kate bishop kaylee Kate, she she did a phenomenal job yeah, uh it, of Freefall. how do you guys feel better. about
4: like um yeah Haley is insane i think she's very underrated like i just watched arcane i didn't realize that she was actually a voice actor but v, the- yeah. yeah i was like i've heard that voice before and then i went and watched like disney's like that's that it's a link and i think she's Yeah, amazing performer, like actress-wise. And
1: she's also uh, Spider-Gwen.
4: There you go. Yeah. Working well. Yeah, I think think she pulled off so well. Yeah, and she was fun. She's funny. She's got a dry sense of humor. And just something. I think she brings something different to the teenage characters that are coming into Mm
3: -hmm. the
4: Marvel world. Yeah, young adult sort of thing, yeah.
3: Yeah. No, I'm just a fan. I thought she was a well-written character. I thought she nailed the role. (laughs) And I I liked watching her on screen. I thought she was... Yeah, enjoyable.
0: I, I, I want her to be the yeah. leader of the young Avengers when they finally assemble them together. She did yeah, a good thing Whoever
2: whoever has the money leads the Avengers, so mm.
4: Mm. <laughs> and it be a long it'd be cool to see where she comes from now to become a leader because right now she's not she's not yeah. a leader. Come she right needs up. Uh, from She's gonna go through some shit first. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah.
2: And they really make it. Like even when she fell through the roof, like every all of her antics that she's doing, all of what she's doing in front of in in front of Hawkeye, like trying to be Hawkeye and even just like Uh, like trying to to learn, like, oh, what are you gonna teach me? me That cracked me up. (laughs) Yeah, their their whole vibe, their relationship, how she looks up to him and you you see it.
3: And good chemistry,
2: and then yeah. Story. And he's just like, yeah. oh, like I just want to go if you, home. If
1: you text me, <laughs> if you text me for anything other than an emergency, like I, I will <laughs> block and delete your number.
2: <laughs> yeah, like it's yeah. it's very much, it's very much how we would expect Hawkeye to be in that situation, mm-hmm. especially because because it has to do with his family because he needs to go yeah. back home. Whereas in Ultron, when he gives Scarlet, when he gives um when he gives her the the pep talk, he was like. You know, listen, we're here, we got to fight these robots. I'm shooting arrows, like, I'm not gonna yeah. be you. You're either gonna come out and you're gonna be an Avenger, or you can just sit here and then he goes yeah. right. And like, because he's like in the work, where here it's like, I don't, I'm not doing this. I got five oh, days, God. I made an empty promise to my daughter, I need to get yeah. home.
4: <laughs> I think it's actually over the whole like Avengers thing as well. Yeah, kind of like he just wants to get out and just live a normal life,
1: yeah. And I, I, and I, this, especially, especially after I don't yeah. think, I don't think after you. You know, go through what he went through in Endgame, that he wants to suit up anymore. Like he wants to yeah. do any of this. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. um, Michael Gracia gave his theory. He thinks Hawkeye's gonna die at the end of the series, but I, I go no, they're gonna have him walk off in the sunset, which is what I people want for I Hawkeye's character. I
1: genuinely hope so because the man deserves it. Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, he deserves it. I don't want to see him die.
2: I don't think so. I mean, to it would be really a disservice to save him from Endgame to kill him in his own show.
3: Yeah. yeah. I want to see him have a Christmas dinner at the end of this. And so that's that's what I yeah.
0: Here's the million dollar question. Do you guys feel that this is the this is up there with Die Hard as a Christmas show movie? I mean,
2: yeah. it, uh, wait till we get die. to the bigger action heard? scene. Yeah, I need let, more. Let, let, I need a yippie ki yay motherfucker moment first, <laughs> and if I get yeah. it, then yes, if I don't get Red it,
3: then... Reddit could fucking deliver that line too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, <he> could. <laughs> I'll if
2: someone, if someone out there
3: in little internet world, if someone can just make that happen for me, yeah. just from your but, mouth yeah. to the internet's yeah. ears, it, let it be
1: done.
0: Deep, yeah. deep, deep, deep fake his face over uh, Bruce Willis's yeah. from Die Hard. There you go. I mean, <laughs> all,
2: all, I mean all the like
3: other pop culture stuff seen, like in Hawkeye, for me, it would fucking work.
2: <laughs> yeah, all the other pop culture stuff is there. You know, they talked about Star Wars. They talked about Marvin Gaye. Like Die Hard has happened in the MCU, yeah, and I'm sure Jeremy sure. Renner has watched it multiple. I'm sure Hawkeye has like, watched it like, multiple just, times. Like, yeah, just
3: reference it in it. So I'll be happy. Mm, that's yeah. it.
2: But Eddie, now I'm- you know <laughs> Peter Parker's but, always right. referencing fucking movies. Let's <laughs> let <laughs> um, No, for real.
3: That's right, they did reference Hungry Games. Yeah, Hungry Games <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: But um, yeah. now, um, so just to let everyone know, again, this this has been our episode talking about Hawkeye. We have Freefall Comics. So we want you guys to go back, watch this episode on demand to learn more about Freefall Comics and their comic Roundhouse Hooligans. It is in the description we put there. So now we're going to go into our next segment called The Plug. So we're going to give you guys the mic right now to pretty much plug away everything that you guys are doing. So we're going to give you guys the, 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 the where is it? Oh, man, where is it? It's not here. Oh, there you are. Thank you, Law. <laughs> you guys got the solo. <laughs> I'm on <a> now.
4: <laughs> um okay. you want me to go? Okay, so um, yeah, we Brian, Lucas, um, LA Climb, um, Freeful comics. Um, uh, we are an Australian indie publishing company. We just started out um our first series of Round Us Hooligans. as you already know. Um it was so much fun to write, um a big challenge to write. Um we know that the world's going to love it. It's just all about putting it out there and um, getting you all to read it because we know you will love it. And
3: uh, yeah. yeah, Kickstarter coming early next year. It's going to be lots of cool little extras in there. That's currently not available uh, in the digital version. So um, yeah, free for comics, check it out on Instagram, Facebook, um twitter you'll be able to like stay up to date with everything we're doing and find out first there when we're going to be launching the kickstarter and or other new projects which we're currently still working on in the background
4: also coming on 2022 awesome
0: thank you guys again (laughs) thank you guys again for coming on with us at sharing with nerds and just nerding out with us um so this has been another awesome episode this has been (laughs) (laughs) love you guys i'm sorry (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> but uh, this has been another episode of Nerds and Rounds, guys. This has been your boy, Sebastian.
2: It's your boy, Law. Anybody your Tone from across the hall.
0: See you next Tuesday. Later, hey, buddy.
2: everybody. Hey, yo. you. See you, guys. bye